Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. As we have seen, Jesus has presented himself to several individuals after his resurrection. Mary in the garden, two disciples on the road to Emmaus, and to Peter. Today on Drawing Near, Jesus once again presents himself, but this time to a group of his disciples. Let's take our Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 24 and study, The Disciples See Jesus. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Father in heaven, as we come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're thankful to study about the resurrection. As we learn of Jesus' resurrection, there are many things we learn about our future resurrection. And Father, we thank you that you are a God of life, that you desire that all men come to faith in Jesus Christ, that you're patient toward us, not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. Father, we thank you for this kind of grace and mercy and love. Now, Father, help us to love you, to love the Lord Jesus. As we are led by the Holy Spirit in your word, help us to draw near to you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. As we near the completion of our study of Luke's gospel, we begin today in Luke 24, verse 36. In verse 36, we read, Now as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, Peace to you. And they were terrified and frightened, and supposed they had seen a spirit. The first phrase of verse 36 says, Now as they said these things. That's referring back to the two disciples on the road to Emmaus who had returned to Jerusalem and shared with the eleven disciples and those who were gathered with them what they had seen. Now what we know from another account is Thomas wasn't present with them. Even though it refers to the eleven, it probably means the main followers of Jesus Christ, not necessarily 11 specifically, but the 11 as a general title for those close disciples, Peter, James, John, those individuals. Anyway, regardless of that, they were talking and sharing what they had seen, what they had heard, and were told in verse 36 that Jesus himself stands in the midst of them and says to them, peace to you. Jesus just shows up. He doesn't knock on the door. He doesn't enter. That's not the appearance we get here from the other Gospels. He just all of a sudden stands in the midst of them, and he says, peace to you. They could audibly hear him. Verse 37, but they were terrified and frightened and supposed they had seen a spirit. I don't know that this was experienced by every single one in the room. Peter had seen Jesus. The two on the road to Emmaus had seen Jesus. I don't know if this is referring to every single person or just the general group, but they were terrified and frightened, and they supposed they had seen a spirit. They thought that there was a ghost in the room with them, and you can imagine how terrifying that might be. But in verse 38, Jesus says to them, why are you troubled, and why do doubts arise in your heart? What's the problem here? He's correcting them. Why are you troubled? Why are you doubting what you're seeing? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. This is critical information. Jesus is teaching his disciples 
making sure they understand that he's not a spirit who's come back from the dead, but he has resurrected, and he has resurrected in bodily form. He has bones and flesh. He has blood. He has wounds. He has scars. He wants them to handle him, to touch him. He has physical characteristics. They could grope him, as we learn in 1 John chapter 1. Why are you troubled? Here, touch me. Hold me. I am flesh and blood. He wants them to stop doubting, and he wants them to move forward in their faith, in a faith that Jesus Christ died on the cross, was buried, and three days later bodily resurrected from the dead, from the grave. That's important because it tells us what our resurrection is going to be like. When Jesus returns and we resurrect from the dead, our bodies will be like his. We will have material form. We will not simply be spirits. That's important to know. In verse 40 we read, And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. But while they still did not believe for joy and marveled, he said to them, Have you any food here? The disciples are believing, but they're not really fully embracing. There's not a lot of joy here. They're marveling. They're in wonder. They're in awe. But the idea of not believing for joy is the idea that they hadn't fully thrown themselves at the fact that this is Jesus and he's alive. Can you imagine their hesitancy? That's the idea of they did not believe for joy. They're they're still hesitant. And so Jesus gives them more information, more proof. He said to them, have you any food here? Verse 42, so they gave him a piece of broiled fish and some honeycomb. Now, that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? They had food there. And Jesus was not just someone they could touch, but he was going to eat as well. Something had happened from the time right outside of the tomb till now. If you'll recall, right outside of the tomb, Jesus told Mary, don't touch me, I've not ascended to my father. But now they're touching him, they're holding him, they're handling him, they're touching his wounds They're seeing all of these things, and he's eating in their presence. Verse 43, and he took it and ate in their presence. It's important that we understand that the resurrection is not just about us going to the afterlife and being with God in spirit form. Jesus conquers sin, death, and the grave. Jesus gives us new life, real life, material life. We have to understand this because it indicates the kind of complete victory that Jesus Christ gains over Satan and over sin and death and the grave. Grave does not hold the believer. It cannot hold the believer because Jesus has overcome. Jesus has resurrected. These truths should excite us, and it should give us great confidence into the kind of life we're going to have. We're not just going to be phantoms or spirits floating around in the heavenly abyss or the heavenly dwelling. We're going to be real people, and yet real people whose tears have been wiped away, who have no more pain and no more sorrows, who are never going to die again. This is awesome. This is worthy of glorifying God and praising him with all of our hearts, and it's worthy of our great joy and expectation. And I hope that's what you have. I hope that you're looking forward 
to eternity with God with great expectation and a sense of wonder and awe because Jesus has given us the victory. Father in heaven, thank you for this. Thank you for this clear-cut revelation of what the resurrection is like. We will be changed in some way, shape, or form. We don't know how. We do know what we will be like in the sense that we will no longer have tears or pain or sorrow because we will no longer be contaminated by sin. We will be free of temptation. We will be forever with the Lord, ruling and reigning as joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Father, this is beyond my comprehension, and yet I know it's true because you have promised it to us. And Father, we're so thankful for your faithfulness. Now guide us as we seek to live for you and proclaim these truths to those around us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, he will draw near to us.